Hey, welcome to How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb, a podcast all about bombing, performers' worst nightmares. I'm your host, Lauren Hutton, and with me as always... I'm Luke Fagenbush. What's up? Got in there real Another quick. Duo qu- I'm ready. You afraid ready I was going to try it. and roll over you like I did last time? Uh, that didn't occur to me. I have more faith in you than that. I mean, all right, yeah. I, I don't ever do the same thing twice, so that's fair <laughs> that you're prepared for inconsistency. We had a hell of an episode <laughs> with just the two of us. It's another duo just cast. The, oh, I've got to stop trying to sing songs that we're going to get sued for I think doing. you're fine sing- covering a song. Just the two of us. You're just trying to get me in court. That's all you, you want. Uh, you want to sit on that bench and live tweet my court case where I'm getting sued for royalties. Podcasts. From- Co-host got arrested, LOL, retweet. Fucking Luke, he's all about the drama for the clicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to do more of these solo things where we just kind of goof off and talk about what shows around. Luke is on because I'm not on shows because I don't go dude, to open mics. Dude, uh, dude, you get, you get on some shows. and um, I'm it, trying to guilt people that listen to this that book shows oh, into it'll getting It'll never happen shows. to you. Count it out, Lauren. <laughs> now it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You <laughs> fucked me, Luke. Thanks. Well, uh, a quick I, comedy. Again. I had the show. <laughs> I plugged it. Yoga Nana's June fifth. Yeah, that happens. I don't know. I don't know what is what is in store for me after that on life's wide highway. Life's wide highway. You moving out west, dog? On life's wide east eastern board highway. Oh, so you're not. No, it's a anywhere. metaphor. It's a I'm metaphor. I'm sorry. You highway. know I don't handle metaphors too well. I, I'm in the moment. That's this another. This was a fun episode. <laughs> we talked about our insecurities. We we, we uh, interviewed each other. We talked yeah. about a bomb I had. Uh, we talked about robotic dogs at some point. I think that's pretty. Yeah, that did happen. Oh my god, you're good at this. You know. This is why he does the metadata, because with me, it's just like, this is <laughs> the person's name. I'll get self-conscious about them, and then I'll be like, maybe they'll think Lauren did it. <laughs> no, no. When the metadata says, the guest had two eyes, and they're a comedian, that's when Lauren did the metadata. <laughs> okay. Enjoy the episode. Cheers. Cheers. Let's Cheers. Let's clink bottles. Yeah, hey. dog. Down yeah. here in Club Messy. I should have looked at the levels. At the I didn't even look. Say some words, Luke. The, Say uh, some of your, your... The Hutton Hut? The, the Club the, Messy Hut. The Club Messy Hut. Yeah. Oh, you. sorry. You already had a name for your... Yeah. If you don't think I didn't already name my house. Casa del Hutton. <laughs> Goddamn right, dog. It's Club Messy Hut. It's half of my name, half of Leah's name. And when we get married, oh. that's what we're going to change it to. You're, we'll you're going to be Lauren Messy Hut. Yep, Lauren, Leah, and Lauren. Uh, Laura, Le- yeah, her name goes first. She makes the money. Leah and Lauren <laughs> Messy Hut. That's what it'll be. Cool, that's that's cool. my game plan. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nice to to uh, drive thirty minutes before the podcast. I like that. You do? You no, like I don't that? like that part. I was curious. It, it's your AC. <laughs> I will say is a little better. We talked about my AC situation. Yeah, a, it's a not the best. It's not centralized. It's definitely yeah, not. Yeah, no. You got a lot of delineation a from... A little your, louder. Just a bit. Just yeah. a bit. Honestly, and I don't think the audience will notice a difference. They'll still hear 
this weird sound kicking on and off because for whatever reason, the vent in my basement sounds like it has something to say. Yeah. So yeah, strap in for that. Go at it, King. <laughs> no, no, don't don't praise him. Don't encourage him. <laughs> praise me. We don't have a guest today. <laughs> That's right. It's another solo episode because someone told us that was a good idea and we were like, less work for more admiration. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we will. We will do that. Uh half the time now to be act- yeah, actually I mean, accurate. We'll see. We'll see what we're feeling. I I've got ideas. You have ideas? I've got ideas. What are, what are some of your ideas? Oh, just uh, who to book next. That's oh, I thought idea. you had like ideas Not for like what we could do ide- um, on our own. Well, I, I was thinking we interview a lot of people and we could. Do you have any questions for me or do I have any questions for you? Maybe oh, you want to like interview each just other? Just a cross interview, just back and forth. I like that. The, yeah. I like that. I like that we're planning the episode on the episode. Yeah. Other shows do this behind the scenes and don't let people, people see. want to see the process. Yeah, dude. How's that butter being made? Yeah. Show me the folks churning. I want to see them churning the butter. Show me that butter churn. Let's get some Amish people on camera. It's still their souls. <laughs> what? I don't think that's what the Amish believe. I, uh, why? I think, I think you're so. thinking of like certain like aboriginal tribes. I don't think the Amish think that you can steal their soul with a camera. I think they just think I'm that sure you're a bastard for using one. If you interviewed maybe 500 Amish people. Seven out if of five if you, Amish people. If you interviewed all 500 Amish people, the last remaining 500 Amish people, at least two or three would be like, yeah, a camera will steal my soul. I believe that. Well, if, And then the, the rest of them will be like, well, if the camera doesn't steal my soul... The one taking my picture is just a distraction so they can get my buggy. Yeah. <laughs> Head back to the farm, quick! <laughs> How many buggy jackings do you think go on? Oh, bro, it has to happen. I mean, I am i won't say I will steal a buggy. I you mean, get a rogue Amish just uh, prowling Pennsylvania. I am more likely to do a buggy jacking than any other type of theft, I think. Any other type of theft or any other type of transportation-based theft? Um, I want to say in, any type... Ta- do you count uh, time clock theft? Because that's much. I more wasn't likely. even thinking of that, but that's yeah. a very. I was just thinking about like if you're if you're saying like stealing a buggy is above like taking an extra pack of gum at the no, U scan no, or something. No, not like above or below because it's definitely much worse because that's like all they have. That's yeah, well, yeah, and the barn that all of their neighbors are helping them build yep. that they have to get back to that they can't now. When you don't have <laughs> Amazon to bring you stuff, everything <laughs> becomes more valuable. <laughs> they took the cart that had all the nails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just reuse nails, and anytime they need something, they take the nails out of the buggy, put it in, use whatever oh, they're yeah, using, dude. and then rebuild their buggy. <laughs> Oh, God. I still just like the idea of a rogue Amish. Like, he goes out for Ramspringa, and then he never comes back, but then he keeps the outfit, and he just shows up once a year to fuck with his old tribe. <laughs> An Amish Ronin. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Amish Ronin. Hey, how do you feel? While we're, while we're giving people a little look at the beans, Yeah, that's not something we can say. Uh, look at our beans. <laughs> nope. Now it's a crime. Uh, <laughs> how do you feel about, because something I've always wanted to do is silly names for the episodes, but I never wanted to be disingenuine, disingenuous to the, the guest, you know, because if yeah. you don't have the episode title, be the guest name. How, how's that for SEO? 
if people want to look up Phil Pointer, exactly, and we named it some silly shit. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Then, yeah. But I don't give a shit if people are trying to find us. Like we're already. You can't. All- well, I'm off the grid, <laughs> motherfucker. Try to track me down. Reverse psychology. That's how you get the clicks, Luke. That's right. Make it a, a fucking National Geographic type puzzle. <laughs> give the kids homework. I, I was thinking of more of a where in the world is Carmen San Diego type. Puzzle. Yeah, that's way closer. I said National Geographic. That's what my brain does when I'm thinking of the Nick Cage well, movie. There, there would be a lot of going to Arctic climates with your equipment and camping out for months would there at be? a time. Yeah, would just, there be? If you want to track me down, you've got to, <laughs> you got to go multi-continental, at, baby. At the, at the winter solstice when the sun is at its apex and look across the tundra. And then maybe you'll catch a glimpse of me, or maybe you'll find a note that's like, gotcha. <laughs> At first light, a thrush will knock, and a light will shine through a keyhole. The Hobbit, anybody? Oh, I guess that was in The Hobbit. Yeah, huh? yeah. it was. Because <laughs> it's, in, it's ingrained into my fucking brain because of that animated movie. Yeah, it did make that part... Did that make the more recent movie? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't care about that I don't know. as much. Yeah. Who, who gives a shit? It's a book that's been made into 19 movies or so yeah. from the same book. We have an animated version. Then we have another animated version. Then we have an offshoot. I think there's like a Korean live action version. Oh, of, yeah. I would be interested in seeing that. Actually. I'd love to that see that too. That sounds like a lot uh, of fun. It's, oh, man. I wish I didn't Is just it? make it up. As, is it as dark as every other Korean movie? You're goddamn right. And it's on a train. And there are guns. <laughs> Smeagol lasts about three seconds. Yeah, he didn't last long. Uh, it was a surprise out in the first act. <laughs> and then the dwarves just have to fight each other for a bunch of money. Yeah, dude, why is that not a movie? Dwarves fighting each other for money? Oh, no, I meant and the rest of it. (laughs) (laughs) I also want it to be on a train. I also want it to be made by the same people that made Squid Game. Oh, yeah. 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 Is that? No, that's not the guy. What guy? Uh, what's the Bong Lee Hoak? Is he? He's the Korean director, but he didn't make Squid Game. He made like uh. Did he do Parasite? Was that yes, the one? Yes, that was. That's that was the Parasite. one. Yeah, very I'm not even sure I got his name right, but I've never. Uh, I've been talking about like video games to people for I mean at least 15 years, and like speaking very confidently about like the guy that created um, uh, Snake and uh, the Metal Gear Solid series. Yeah. That dude, I have. Every single time I say that guy's name, I feel bad afterwards because I have zero confidence that I executed it correctly. And yeah. the same thing with like the dude that invented uh, uh, Super Mario. And I mean, get, it's like, it's just a different language, you know. I'm sure there are are keys for pronunciation because we, yeah. we I know what a Cooper is. A Cooper makes barrels. Cooper makes barrels. So if I meet some guy named like Sean Cooper or Bill Cooper or Ted Cooper, and I'm like, oh yeah, Cooper. I got you. Uh, You want to hear how close I got to the guy who directed Parasite? That's what you've been doing on your phone that I've been filling time for? Yeah. (laughs) We need a producer. Thanks for treading water there. (laughs) I I know you struggle without me, but. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, how close were you? Wait, what did you say the first time? Bong Lee Hook, Hulk, I think. Hook? Bong Lee Hook? Something like that. Okay, yeah, and but his name is actually... I got the bong part. Yeah. Ironically, easy to remember. And last name, not even close. June Ho. 
Is that two names or is that one name? It's a, a dash, so I assume it's... So he had a strong mom. That's what yeah. that means. Uh. <laughs> I, I don't even know if that's the same. Like, do they... Uh, yeah, that might be another cultural concatenate thing. names. There's a better phrase for that. Is that a word? Or did you just... Like... It's, a, it's an Excel thing. <laughs> <laughs> where you put two things together. Yeah, you know that word that Microsoft Word came up with? <laughs> or Excel, different thing. Oh, God. I wish that we spent less time talking about... What we don't remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that seems to be a running thing. We talk about movies we th- that we like, and we talk about... Movies we barely know. <laughs> yeah, or or no strangely specific shit about... <laughs> Did you, did you watch Blade Runner yet? No, god damn I it. I looked up that scene on YouTube with the eyeball scientist. You, yeah, did the reference make sense? Oh, yeah, it hit. You? Yeah. For you for later. Me. For me, in confirming it for yourself. Most of America. It hits so hard. <laughs> Who loves the sci fi classic? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't watch either version, man. Both of them put me to sleep. Same thing with Dune. The story is just yeah, dull to right. me. I, I There are a lot of things that are just like, this is great. And I don't get on board until they have four sequels and then they reboot it and they dumb it down for like mass audiences. Like I love Elden Ring. I, I'm not a huge fan of Dark Souls, if that mm, makes any sense. Okay. I haven't played Elden Ring, but Dark Souls was more atmospheric. Yeah. yeah, and and just a, a wall to beat your head against, <laughs> you know. But yeah. there's a controller in your hand. And there are also actual walls around the game that that you have to beat, your head, beat against. your head against. And sometimes they disappear, revealing a secret pack, a, a passage. Mm-hmm. God damn. So, uh, you said you wanted to interview each other. Uh, it was an idea. I'm just throwing. So it you out didn't there. have any questions loaded with that idea. I thought You're of just that dropping idea that on the table. With the intention of writing a list of thoughtful, provoking questions. Mm. And I'll give you a hint as to where in that process I ended up. My question for you is: Where do you get off? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that's a good question. Yeah. That's yeah. a really good question. You know, sometimes interviewers are afraid to ask the hard-hitting questions. You know, yeah, the yeah. ones that, that might... Cowards. Really. That's exactly how I would also describe weak interviewers <laughs> that are afraid <laughs> to ask the really hard-hitting questions like, where do you get off? You know, um, sometimes I want to I wanna pick up a New York Post ID press badge and go in there and ask that, that like margaret thatcher or a, or a, <laughs> or an obama just walk in there and slap down my clipboard and be like where do you get off <laughs> oh my god uh where do i get off i have an overinflated ego spurned on by uh self-diagnosed narcissism that yeah. I think I yeah. inherited from um you know probably both of my parents if you I blame a lot of it on my mom but I guarantee well, you got to that's she's the one I knew the longest yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> she was around so she gets the brunt of the blame um she's got your bigger sex chromosome that x chromosome oh my god I didn't yeah the y chromosome one. is weaker and smaller that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That explains why it lashes out and, uh, you know, yeah, grooms people. 
I have another uh, question. Do you? <laughs> Based on that last exchange, <laughs> I have several questions. I'm not a fan of most people, and I think most people Wait, when are you terrible. Say groom people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want me to clarify that? Uh, please do, or else we might be in trouble. <laughs> I meant that in the uh, like horrific way that men are terrible, and that's where I was trying to get down. Where like I think most people are terrible. Most terrible people are men. I'm not saying all men are terrible, but there's a pattern of behavior there. Wait, wait, wait. So when you say groom people, it's not like when a predator takes a child and gets them used to the idea of being preyed upon and kind of mixes up. Oh my God, is that what that terminology means? I mean, in one sense, yeah. I thought it just meant being any sort. I didn't know it was that specific. Uh, and I'm kind like, of mortified. Like that don't say gay bill, the uh, people call it an anti-grooming bill because huh. they're like, hey, uh, we don't want these pedophiles grooming children so they can't talk about sex stuff in school. Okay, I mean, yeah, that makes sense if that's what's happening. Well, you know. I don't know if that's what's happening. We don't all know what's happening all <laughs> of the time, but... <laughs> I'm sure giving free license to sue the school is just going swimmingly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I love how hard America makes it to make their people smarter. Okay, so you're not a groomer, though. That's no, just, that was my main question. Definitely not a groomer. <laughs> and if I, if I posed any information in that way that gave that impression, I apologize. Yeah, Holy we shit. found out where Lauren gets off. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no more solo episodes. I don't like it when there's no one here to gang up on well, Luke with. I, I will I will say for someone with a purportedly a, a self-inflated ego and narcissist, you are oddly vulnerable sometimes about your your shortcomings, I would say. I think that's the only way to fix it. Like I So I that's would, a conscious effort. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. You uh, so I'm clutter blind in almost every aspect of my life. Um, relationships, anything that requires continual maintenance and upkeep, yeah, I get bored with because it's tedious, and that's that's uh, something that that a lot of people don't know about the only diagnosed condition that I have, which is ADHD. Mm -hmm. uh, everyone knows the whole like, oh, shiny, distracted. That's a horrific misnomer because it doesn't need shiny. You could be in a, <laughs> you could be in a dark room with your own thoughts, and you could still be scattered as hell. Um, but there's a whole bunch of, I mean, so every mental illness has its own misconceptions. Uh, what was it, the clutter, clutter blindness? Yeah, see? Okay, I, that kind of hits home because uh, my my SO has the ADHD. and Superior organism? Yeah, I would, call, <laughs> I would definitely call her that. <laughs> I mean, the one I'm with is better than me, so... <laughs> yeah, can we just re... If you're a guy, it, it's S.O. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, so... Wait, I'm sorry, what were we talking about? Uh, clutter blindness. So That's right. What What is that? It's like you just can't... It's not that the... Uh, I mean, even the way that that's presented is kind of misleading because it does mean exactly like it sounds. I will walk past a mess on the floor and not realize that that's a problem. It's mm -hmm. not that I don't see it. It's that the registration that that is something that needs to be taken care of just isn't there. 
Okay. That's what I mean by like maintenance, anything that requires any sort of upkeep. The thing that triggers your brain to go like, oh, I need to do that. That doesn't happen with me most of the time. That's interesting because I have, I had this thing, which I, I don't know if it's a strength, but I, I'm always like interested in effects on things over long periods of time. So oh, when I put in yeah. effort, I'm like, I'm going to do a little bit every day or that's the every best way week. to approach anything though especially like i mean if you I, wanna... I don't always have like the strongest end goal i'm like i'm just gonna put some effort towards it right. and it's not always concentrated effort mm -hmm. but i'll do a thing until like i absolutely can't or i consciously give up on it that explains so much we've mentioned this on the podcast ever since lee brought it up when we recorded a radio artifact and it still boggles my mind that you try to write and do five minutes every day. It comes well, from every week. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Uh, almost that put you up on a big pedestal. Insane. <laughs> <laughs> New five every day, seven mics a week. Let's do it. Waking up six thirty. <laughs> let's go. Um, but like, if your if your approach to anything that you're interested in is that way, where you'll just like tinker at it each day, and you have the kind of longevity of patience to just see what happens at the end of a month if you just just put little drops in the bucket each yeah day. yeah that is how people tell other people to learn a new skill everyone thinks like oh i'm gonna get so good at piano i'm gonna i'm gonna sit down and crank this out for like three hours over the weekend every day and then i'm gonna be able to play these chords and right. that is a ineffective and b mind numbing <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i mean the flip side is I'm I'm a very slow learner. <laughs> if I start out at something, I'm going to be shit at it for a while. But Anyone who was around for the, my first three years of comedy <laughs> know that. He was just piddling. <laughs> Give him time. He'll figure it out. He's only writing two minutes a day every day. <laughs> but when you, like, yeah, when you're learning something, you have to stay ingrained in it, but... When you're learning a skill, like stand-up comedy is a skill, playing guitar is a skill, woodworking is a skill, yeah, you can lock yourself in a closet and grind it out. That is possible. But it is actually more efficient in the long run to do what you're doing and to just piddle at it, but piddle at it consistently. Yeah. That's why, like, um, you don't need more than five minutes in an open mic. You don't. Yeah. You don't. <laughs> If you're still trying to figure out who you are, then yeah, you need as much time as you can. Get up there as much as you to can. Figure it out. Figure it out. And then once you have that, like, yeah, you really just get, I mean, if you know jokes work and you're not actively trying to figure out like a new wording or a new spacing or a timing or you're not trying to knock the rust off of something, just, just do your new shit and get out of the way. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Running the light in an open mic makes me want to slash your tires. <laughs> You're at a bar and there's 13 people after you. And get out of the most way. Most of them don't want to be there. No, no. And if you think that you are being productive by running the light, whatever you're doing after that light starts blinking at you, everyone in the room is just like, get down. Just get down. Just get down. They're looking at you like a cat in a tree and they're waiting to call the fire department. <laughs> just get down. Just get down on your own. I don't want to have to call someone. Just get down on your own. 
Well, I, I didn't want to leave you with a debilitating mental condition and then say, here's one of my strengths, and then just move <laughs> on. Because <laughs> I do think there's a flip side of the clutter-free mm. that is a strength, because you're, you're in the moment. You're, yeah. You're directed. Perpetually and to a fault, yeah. Uh, yeah. My biggest skill is that I am good on the fly, because... I have no object permanence. <laughs> you were in the present and immediately forgets the past and don't think about the future. So that's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's a very. Is it, it, it? That was half a joke. Is that, is that no, actually that's not half a joke. That is exactly <laughs> how I operate, man. Like I've, I've literally just floated in. And I, I say that I live an incredibly blessed life and I am fucking lucky. Yeah. Because. I have put very little effort into the amount of comfort that I have. And the amount of comfort that I have is pretty fucking big. Yeah. <laughs> and it's entirely because of AC, I mean. <clears throat> I know it's all centralized and everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in two windows. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but what that means is uh, that's not just like, I mean, the example I gave was something sitting on the floor. But like I said, that's everything. That's relationships. Um, and I said that, like, you know, I walk by it and I don't see it. It's it's not that I don't see it. I'll walk by it 10 times and then it registers. Right. And then that's when the anxiety triggers because once it registers, it still doesn't get fixed. But now it's there. And now every time I see it, I remember how many times I haven't picked it up. Oh, yeah. And that's debilitating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now apply that to your college friend that hits you up after not talking to you for three years and says that you wants to hang out but he has kids you're trying to be a comedian you're busy uh you're you're also you know working a full-time yeah. job things happen scheduling conflicts things get rescheduled and i know i'm probably not gonna hang out with dave if i do awesome and i'm super excited for that but i also know that nine times out of ten <laughs> You know where your priorities are, and yeah. even if you would like them to be different, there are things that need more time. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> yeah, and and that's like... I'm sorry, Dave. Lauren isn't here right now. Sorry, Dave. I'm so sorry, Dave. <laughs> I should have made up a name. <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to the podcast. I've never said that before. I hope you don't listen to the podcast. Oh, God. But no, like, then that's that's quite literally every aspect of my life anything that didn't happen when i was thinking about it is just an anxiety bomb waiting to happen yeah and i think even without the clutter blindness we get we all get that to some degree if i get like three text messages and two of them i not crazy about answering I'm yeah like, right oh that's gonna stay there all day until i break down and like Give a non-answer, I guess. Yeah, we'll wait until I run out of things on my TikTok <laughs> feed to uh, respond to that one. I mean, I've seen this video again. All right, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll tell him how Chameleon went. You know, <laughs> I was thinking about our last solo cast, and did did I sound like a dick when I say that sometimes people bore me? I know. Maybe ah, that was no. That's something that will sit in my head because I'm like, I'm just some dick walks in the bar and it's like everyone around me is so boring <laughs> and came off as the most pretentious asshole in the world yeah, dog that is see i mean you were talking about the the flip side of the coin um living in the moment and being so absolutely present 
Yeah, I have those moments where it's like that dumb thing that I said is like eating me alive. But usually, I'll forget about it. Yeah, <laughs> that that moss doesn't stick to a Rolling Stone. The problem is the one the mosses that do stick they never leave mm. like i mean you'll probably stop feeling bad about that thing you said last week i in think a it week just happened two. Yeah. right you got it off your chest um yeah no that doesn't work for me <laughs> if that moss is growing it's not really moss like that's just part of the tree now <laughs> it doesn't get any bigger you chisel it out you gotta nah nope it's just nah, part of you that's just me i mean there have been bits of anxiety, and that's just it, man. Like I, that, that. so moss is a bad example because it goes away, yeah, and then it comes it's, back. It's perennial. Yeah. Um, I don't know horticology. I'm not a horticulturalist. Call my uncle Kelly. I know. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> yeah, one, one time I was at a uh, Red River Gorge, and this beautiful guy, spot. Yeah. Th- this guy who was driving got three flat tires. Like simultaneously? Yeah, and it was already dark. Jesus. And we didn't have any cell signals, so we were just running, wandering around Red River Gorge, and we saw a campsite, and we went down, and we met Ben, the horticulturalist to the Cincinnati Zoo at the time, and I have tried to look for him because he was as as drunk as a horticulturalist can be and still stand up and help with (laughs) finding a signal. Hell yeah. But also always, hilarious. Are you sure he was drunk and he wasn't just like tripping balls on some crazy oh, he, plants? He might have been because we took him to the car and he was like trying to help. And we opened the trunk <laughs> and he's like, Jesus, how much weed do you think you fit in that trunk? <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite horticulturalist. <laughs> he sees an empty space he, and he's just like, I could put a lot of pounds in there. He uses his powers for good. <laughs> <laughs> I love Red River Gorge, dude. Oh, it's great. You go up the Indian staircase. Yes. Yeah, I love that. Dog. And it's crazy to think that those steps are actually there because people over the years yep. were using that to For those of you who don't know, yeah. Red River Gorge is a national park in Kentucky, right? Yeah. It's about four hours from Cincinnati. It's perfectly serviceable for like a weekend getaway. Yeah. Uh, if you're into backpacking, they have trails. You can lose yourself in the woods for several days and then just find your car you again. some Miguel's pizza? Eat yes. with the rock climbers? Yes. They're a fun crowd. Crazy, weird, barefoot people God. just camping out my with their life, dogs. My life could have been a whole different direction. I could have been a fucking rock climbing hippie. You would have killed it as a rock climbing hippie. Oh, damn. Oh, wait. Hold on. That seems Speaking cool. of me from another life. All right, this is going to be good. <laughs> I, I was at the comment, and I'm sure I can get into how that went. We were going to get there. I, I was. I figured we'd close with Burrito Fest. Yeah, which was a great time. Well, we might get a bomb story. <laughs> <laughs> we could. Have you been talking to people? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> but some guy who, I, who thought my set was very funny, by Hell the yeah. way. Showed me a YouTuber who he thinks looks like me. And let me get your opinion on this man. All right. So here's the problem with this YouTuber. Um, Brandon Buckingham. Yes. This guy. um, Okay. There's him with and without the mustache. And I've seen both versions of you. Yeah. We've known each other a while. 
And this guy, uh, I got to be honest, Luke, it's pretty close. Yeah. It's pretty damn close. It's uncomfortable for me to watch. Uh, Yeah. How is your Mr. Simpson moment, brother? Like, Oh, yeah. Um, I'm sorry I did that to you. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. I've I've learned to own it and live with it. Uh, This is really interesting because, like, I can't not look at this anymore. Um, Can you change that to your profile picture, please? Oh, yeah. Because that's, that's... That's a good idea, actually. That's a great idea. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's creepy and unnerving to watch him because he has my same body type. He has my, my same mustache, my same face. The only thing different is the hair and the eye color. He has glasses as well. Like similar mannerisms? Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't watch myself a whole lot. But I, I can look at him for like style tips. He's a pretty cool guy. Okay, and, yeah, all right. I'm like I could be cool like him one day. I didn't. I've want got all the equipment. I, my knee jerk reaction when I saw that picture was, yeah, that's exactly what Luke would look like if he had money. <laughs> His skin is very good. Very clear skin. He's got those long, luxurious locks. Like, yeah, if you he, didn't have to worry about some least shit. Bottom bottom line five products in that <laughs> mane of his. <laughs> you know it's crazy. They're all from Keeps. That guy was bald before he started streaming. <laughs> well, I need to look up what I look like bald. Head head that way. I think. <laughs> yeah, dude. Me too. Have you seen the widow's peak development? Yeah, you got yeah, some creeping peaks there, dog. Creeping peaks. I got the same issue, man. And then like. I'll get done with loadout at work, getting all them shits on the road, mm-hmm. and I'll get back to the office, and I'll take my hat off and look myself in the mirror, and I'm like, am I just real sweaty and greasy and nasty, or am I losing my hair? Because like that's my scalp I'm looking at. I'm just looking at my scalp. Yeah. Just you put get the those, hat back on. I have long hairs, and then I have what I assume is my undercoat. Which is like just, just what in the fuck? Just a bunch of messy little hairs. And that's all that's left in some of the places. Your undercoat, Luke, goddamn Fagenbush, best in show. <laughs> I don't think it's I a have blue an ribbon winner if I've ever seen. I do. You haven't like a two different coats no, of hair. Okay, I'm gonna part my hair. Take a look at that. Yeah, okay. Do you see like the like kind of stringy guys around here? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or maybe it's just where it's thinning, but I think that's what that is. Is that's just, just where it's my... thinning. Cause like, yeah, oh, you're okay. not a labradoodle. You don't have an undercoat. You got oh. hair and you got pubes. There goes my second line of defense that I thought <laughs> I had. <laughs> but lose this, at least I'll have this fuzz <laughs> underneath. <laughs> Oh, my God. So, yeah, we've talked long enough. How was Burrito Fest? Oh, it was a fun time. (laughs) There were two days of music, fun, drinks. So you did go Friday? No. Oh, okay. Uh, But I was told it was great. Hell, yeah. The music was apparently good. stick around for the music because I think we've been over... No, I didn't. I didn't actually like, get in my car situation when I told the AC thing, because the reason I was frustrated was because I was planning on working from home. Work from home was not approved. Yeah, and my girlfriend actually needs God. to be at her job because you can't video chat dog training. They don't listen. No, I'm sure they've tried it. 
They haven't figured out how to get the clicker sound to sound like it's in the room. Yeah, yeah. And they just... The, I've heard TVs are good enough so that dogs can like discern what it was because before dogs could watch, look at the, a TV screen and it just wouldn't look like anything to them, just a bunch of static. But modern TVs, dogs can watch that. Oh, okay. Modern TVs. When you were saying that at first, I was just like, what the fuck happened to dogs? <laughs> <laughs> dogs have a, they're learning, they're watching our habits. <laughs> We got to selectively breed these bitches so they can watch sheep on YouTube. They're judging us and we've come up short. <laughs> oh, God. I'm glad we got that cleared up. Oh, yeah, TVs man. got better, not the dogs. Uh, okay, a sideline side to the sideline. Like, have you ever thought about what it would be like to time travel and see how dogs evolve and if they would just be little like creatures who've learned to somewhat talk and walk around and... It's like uh, they get more intelligent as we're intelligent. and I don't think that's what would go down. I think We breed smarter dogs. We, we do. do. We breed smarter dogs, but I, I think that there's, you know, there's a limit and a capacity as to how much, like, intellectualism you can cram into a certain amount of jelly. What, I mean, there's children have smaller brains like what's the hard limit on that you don't think they can evolve bigger children have smaller brains that are going through a development process yeah which means they're still cooking a dog's brain is done there's a fork you're, in you're it. thinking short term <laughs> I, I think in like twenty thousand years oh you did say time machine and i was yeah. just like it's not gonna happen tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not gonna like electroshock therapy my dog and i'm like why isn't it talking just read the paper Speak, vamp, speak. <laughs> okay, no, that makes more sense. Uh, but is it going to be a biological evolution or is it going to be more like that episode of Rick and Morty where they're all in like, <laughs> you know, mech suits because we give, uh, there's like an additive technology? Because like we aren't getting any better, but I think in we're, like. I think we're changing. Oh, I think technology is changing way faster than we are. And I think that is what's going to happen. But our our attention span is changing with the technology. So it's kind of a back and forth. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I think think that we're going to be cyborgian. And then then dogs are also going to go the same way. Because in 20,000 years, when Cyberpunk 2077's universe is semi-legit and yeah, yeah. cybernet, you know, everyone's just modifying their bodies however That's they want. It's not going to be in 50 years? Not going to be tomorrow. <laughs> uh, it, I mean, it's it, it, of course, somebody who's, who's just like, well, who wouldn't want to give their dog wings? Uh, they get into the trash enough. Okay, uh, maybe not wings, <laughs> but uh, but like a heart valve, or yeah, or a third or a fourth leg, or just a thing. A where third you can leg. <laughs> Poor guy's got two legs. We're not gonna give him two more. <laughs> we can only afford one. At least he doesn't need the cart. <laughs> or or like a brain implant where you can just communicate with your dog. So maybe I mean, we reach it that way. Neuralink is already in like human trials, man. Uh, oh, crazy. Yeah, like uh, I, I think I think that that's what's going to happen is that technology is going to outrun evolution, and that's also going to trickle down to all other forms of life because the moment that it became cool and safe to dye your dog Bengals colors, 
for game day. What's that have a really cool? I almost said some things. <laughs> some people think it is. Uh, <laughs> love not having to edit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, some people think it is. Uh, and there's like, you know, pet safe animal hair dyes and things like that. In 20,000 years, yeah, some asshole is going to train a chihuahua to attack people he doesn't like. And he's going to give it wings. Okay. So Tori had to take the car to her job. <laughs> <laughs> so. I would have never gotten us back. I would have never gotten us back. I'm so, trying to figure out the legitimacies of like the wingspan of a chihuahua. Like I would have never gotten us back. I, I think there's a formula for its body size versus wingspan, but. It's in Monty Python's movie too. Anyways, Tori. <laughs> <laughs> so I I got a ride uh, uh, I got a ride with the illustrious John Holmes. He uh, picked yeah. me up, solid guy. Couldn't bring me back. He had a surprise party to be at, so we had to bounce right after the show. Was it his surprise party? Because if so, they no, fucked that no, up. No, no, it was somebody else. I saw her name on Facebook. I don't know her. Oh, okay, well, yeah. <laughs> no, no one knew who it was. That was the surprise. <laughs> it's surprise a surprise to everyone. You don't like them. <laughs> So I we got there four thirty and they're like, "Hey, Burrito Fest, that's burrito where we are at Tight. the Comets." I am also back now. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and we were looking around, not a lot of people. The guy was like, "Hey, if you want to push it back a little, totally understandable. People probably aren't going to make it out. They showed up earlier on Friday, but you know, saw your names on the poster, and we were just bullshitting around, having the times of our lives." <laughs> uh, so it got to be. I I suggested the order. Just, you know, I would go up and take the bullet, John Holmes, Ron Irvin, just... Oh, there's only three of you There was the only show? three of you. Okay. We were filling an hour spot. Oh, that's not bad. So everybody does 20. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. Yeah. And when I went up at about 520, just holding out... There were five people in the room, and three of them were a bunch of middle-aged women who were talking no matter what I did. And I will say, I could have done other things. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, was, I was just like, hey, give it up for Burrito Fest. Two girls in the corner, in the absolute back corner of the room, which was the only place holding the audience when I started, the two back corners of the room. Uh, nobody's responding. One other guy came to sit down. I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? You just watching? You performing? And he's like, oh, I'm just watching. I'm like, okay, cool. Stick around. There's music and stuff. And then I just like started into my jokes to no one. And for a while, it was that just delivering oh, the open mic thing where you're delivering jokes to people talking. Yeah. Every now and then I'd be like, Trying to do crowd work, but since I've been failing for a while, it, I'm already like kind of ticky. So it's like, hey, you, you doing the show? Guy with cat ears. There was a guy with cat ears there. He was pretty cool. Caught a set. Very good musician. Don't know his name. Might have been funnier if he didn't have cat ears. He just started <laughs> slinging that. Hey, cat him. ears. It's <laughs> like, wow, I don't know why he's calling me that. Maybe I should listen to his jokes. But it, then. I'm just struggling so much up there that the the crowd work's not gonna work. You keep now. saying crowd work. How many people were there? 
Well, they started to fill in. Okay, all right. Yeah, so it's not bad enough that people were like, I don't know, want to know what's going on in on that room, even though they should have been. Right. <laughs> The, the crowd work was pretty much, oh, hey, you're on the show? Well, catch him in about an hour. I'm oh going to keep God. doing my thing. <laughs> oh, God. So I can't really call it crowd work. Yeah. It was more yeah. flailing. Flailing. Hell yeah. What a term. But um, by the time <laughs> I was like, uh, I want to say 15, 16 minutes in, 14, um, the room was full-ish. Okay. My last joke landed. I, I was like, give it up for Burrito Fest, and they actually did. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. And, and and then John Holmes went up there, and they paid attention to him. So you to spin this, <laughs> <laughs> to rescue this sinking ship, I'm going to say it's important to take the bullet and recognize that... Uh, you know, you got to put a little gas in the fire and deal with it a little better, but you're, you're sometimes you're falling on a grenade. <laughs> and, you know, Dave Chappelle could have gone on there and had those five people immediately, and everybody would have just flocked from other rooms. But you know what? They did anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they came in spite of, like, what, like, there was no response enough to like bring people, right? I I wouldn't call it that. I wouldn't <laughs> call it much of a response at all, Lauren. <laughs> I, I, I I have my little system where I'll like X a joke that gets absolutely nothing. Right. I'll shaky underline a joke where it's like, there was like a, a chuckle here and there, and there were maybe three or f- of my like, I had a set list of like 12 13 jokes and there were two or three of the shaky underlines my but it was just the closer that hit good enough for me to just underline it oh it was, god it was so bad that feels rough dog yeah but did you do the full 20 i did 17 and a half but I, ron lit me early so that's that's don't close him. enough <laughs> that's close enough i mean you started late yeah and i mean you got him excuse me oh my god you got him with the closer a little bit you cracked open the egg. You took the bullet. Yep. Sometimes, as you said, you got to recognize that's what you're doing when you open the show. Yeah. Uh, did anybody do any material up top? Um. Oh, I mean, John and Ron, they, they both did material. Like, up top, like before you? Who introduced you? Oh, I introduced myself. It was a cold open. You literally walked on stage and said, I'm yeah, Luke. Yeah, 10 and minutes this is before, 15 before we went on, Ron Irvin went up, did his thing. He sounds very professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, as far as walking on stage, I'm like, hey, give it up for Burrito Fets. This is starting. I'm Luke Fagenbush. Nice oh, to God. meet you. We're still chewing our burritos. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's, uh, but that's I, tight. I was, in, and I. I, I wouldn't say I'm all about the hang. In fact, I would say if I wasn't inspired by a lack of a car to stay, I wouldn't have. <laughs> but I did have to wait for a car or pay an Uber, and I'm cheap. So There you go. I will say Burrito Fest was very fun. The bands were fantastic, and I would count it as a success, so shout out. So, I mean, the rest of the show went good. Yeah, yeah. That's all you can hope for. That's all you can hope for. If I you're mean, opening the show. They were still show, kind of a, a rough audience for them a little tight a little tight L- in the shorts tight, but they were giving them the laughs they were getting the laughs so that's all that matters i mean yeah hell yeah 
go to Burrito Effects next year if they are able to Hopefully. do it. Shout out to Tim Mel- Miller yeah, for producing dude. a fantastic music festival and working his balls off. He was running around the whole time right. and booking great acts. That's the thing. Like I, I've we've both booked shows, but they've been comedy shows that have been a yeah. singular thing. You book like three people. And I'm right. complaining about that because I'm like, this is so stressful. <laughs> right. And it's like, oh, God, this happens every month. Uh, and this guy <laughs> l- put together an insane. Two days. Yeah, an insane amount of entertainment. Impact on the comment. I hours got more money shit. than I expected. I didn't deserve much at all. <laughs> so even if I had gotten paid below industry standards, I would have been like, that's about right. <laughs> <laughs> well deserved. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> On any other day, this Venmo would have been a slap in the face. He was padding the envelopes. People showed up. And it was donation-based, too. So No kidding. Yeah. See, that's just another example of how donation-based shows work. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's... Yeah. Is that the lesson that this show learns? Mm, I think so. Have we completed our arc? Can we stop doing this now? (laughs) I don't want (laughs) to. All right, good, good. There's still things to learn. Dora the Explorer, we we will continue. I'm not going to be this smart and say the things I say and be like, no, I know everything. (laughs) (laughs) I've learned all I can. That's where you fuck up. The moment that you're just like, yeah, no, 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 it's fine. I got this. That's when you're like, oh... Oh, okay. Well, have fun stepping on that trap door, buddy. Because <laughs> it's ha- it's gonna happen. Yeah. Like the moment that you think you know it all, regardless as to what the circumstances is. This show's kind of like about comedy mostly, but like you you could apply this to anything. Yeah, you need that humbling experience every now and then. You have to. I don't necessarily believe in no win situations, but I think I could have done something. What would you have done differently? Like, I know you've ran this through your head a couple of times. Uh, yeah, a couple. <laughs> uh, it's been a few definitely days. Definitely started looser and maybe not even with crowd work, but just riffing around about the festival and yeah. what's going on in a venue instead of just pulling the shoot after a couple things didn't work and heading into material because that was not the right move. Right. And when, once you get into material, it's kind of hard to like step back out of it until you got to the end of the joke. And by then people, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to step in and out of material anyways. I mean, Mm. we've talked about that. Like, the way that I've talked about doing it in the past, it sounds like a fucking unicorn. (laughs) And it's just how you should be. Like, that's just just the mark of, like, a semi-good comedian. It's like, oh, you can weave in and out of your jokes, and you're, like, comfortable up there, and you don't, like, lose your train of thought. (laughs) Or, uh, you know, you're finishing your sentences. You know, things that we struggle with constantly. (laughs) <clears throat> yeah, that's just how you're supposed to be. That's just being a professional. Your jokes don't have to work. You just have to be up there and be entertaining. Yeah. Be present. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, do you do you have anything that would have counted as bombs since the last time we did a solo solo cast? I guess um, it's a duo cast. We got the two of us. I found out that at at uh the guy that used to be a manager at my job oh, yeah? got a lateral position for being a bad manager. Uh, Which is moving around. Not for being a bad manager, but he's definitely better at vehicle maintenance <laughs> than yeah. he is at dealing with people. Uh, and that singular occurrence 
has been my biggest oh god i fucking hate it when people fail upwards it's my <laughs> worst fucking thing it's just like oh you you've you've upset a lot of people with the way that you talk to them so we're going to give you this other position for more money oh, where you don't God. have to do that. And it's just like, ah, cool, I, cool. I was listening to the story and I was like, what's the problem with this? What's what's up your ass? Yeah, and yeah. then the more money thing. Yeah. yeah. Now, I'm glad I got that off my chest, but I have to edit it out now. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many, from work, too many people from work that actually listen to this while they're at work. Um, no, what was the question? Um, so, Lauren, <laughs> do you have anything that you would count as a bomb? No, no. Oh, you were just perfect, Uh, immaculate. You're dancing through life. No, I mean, it's not that. It's just that the failures in my life have nothing to do with comedy as far as me actively doing anything and then failing at it. Because my failure is that I'm not doing it. That's my bomb, dude. I haven't been on stage. Your, your bomb is a, a lack of bomb because Precisely. in a way, if you bomb, you succeeded. You got up there, you got on stage. Yeah, you did your reps. Uh, and I have not been getting my reps in. Uh, and that that has been, oh man, uh, the one thing that I was not looking forward to actively getting back into stand-up was the constant, oh, I'm not doing enough. yeah. Um, I mean, it's important. You got to take a day because, yeah, like, if for sure, I I want to like watch TV with my girlfriend at least one day out of the week. Yeah, hopefully more. <laughs> right, and that that's just it, man. It's like five years of struggling between like a balance of trying to figure out how to pursue this thing that will consume your entire life if you let it. Right, but also. Uh, the moment you let it consume your entire life, <laughs> you hate it. Uh. <laughs> it's, it's that balance. <laughs> and when does the balance become like, oh, everything's suffering because I'm balancing too poorly? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, you're bad at your relationships, you're bad at your day job, and you're not being productive in like your pursuit of this creative art form or if you're trying to make it a career or whatever, which... Oh man, don't have goals. Uh, <laughs> just don't have goals, yeah, and you'll be a lot happier. That's advice that's been brought up on the podcast before. many times, <laughs> many times. Expectations dictate happiness. That's yeah. that's the whole gambit well, of I'm existence. I have some goals. I might keep some goals in my pocket over here. What are your goals, dog? I've, I think I've asked a lot of our guests what their goals are because it's an easy softball question when I can't <laughs> think of anything. <laughs> So, Luke, what are your yeah, goals? Back to the interviewing each other. Yeah. We answered, uh, where does Lauren get off? Right. Satisfactorily. Yeah, I have clutter blindness. So, and, what are your goals? Um, I would like to feature. That Hell would yeah. Be good. I, I have in the past at shows, and at least one went well. When you say shows, are we talking about like showcases or like at uh, a club? Yeah, there's a showcase, and then there was the now defunct. Um, oh, God, I had their t shirt. I don't know. <laughs> Laughing Post? Laughing. Yep, so we've talked about there. them a lot. Also, but featuring regularly would be. Yeah, great. yeah, to bridge, yeah, bridge that gap where you know. I mean, you you're still going to be hosting. Um, I think it was Josh O'Neill that said that like realistically, the transition from host to feature kind of sucks. Um, because when you're a really good host and you're actively hosting and you're in at hosting at multiple places, you get booked a lot. Yeah. When you're featuring, they rotate those people on a much more spread out basis. <laughs> But, oh, hosting just, 
it's not fun. No, <laughs> it's, no. It's, I mean, we talked about going first and taking that bullet. It's yeah. not the most enjoyable and thing. I don't. N- I don't know if I'd count it among one of my strengths. I don't think I really rest on that whole charismatic thing. I mean, maybe I can be a little cutesy and maybe I can hit some riff lines or something, but... I think you host better than you think you do. Especially if that mentality is coming off of your most recent performance. Because <laughs> I wouldn't call that hosting. That was going first in an odd setting. That's getting three-fourths of the way into a meat grinder, stopping the saw blades so others can pass through. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, dude, like, you had to set the room during your set. Mm. And that's not fair to you. I mean, I get it. The situation well, is what it is. In the situation, it was fair because I had been doing it a shorter amount of time than all the other people on the show. Yeah, yeah, that is true. <laughs> um, but even just having uh, somebody... Somebody, if there was any other comic that should, was there any other comic there? Oh, it was just John Holmes and Ron Irvin, both great comics, both friends of the show. If any other comic had come <laughs> to support the show, well, um, I did see, I think he missed my set, but I saw Jonathan Caldwell there, and John Hayes showed up later. He was playing music, so I guess, it, oh, and Dylan Pittman, weirdly enough, he was there during your set, no. See, that's what I mean. Yeah. If somebody could have just done five and then said your name and let the show go, I think it would have it would have turned things over much differently. Well, that would have eaten up five minutes and there would have been more people than just the two tables. They could have done a Brandon Sanborn and told two jokes and then <laughs> said your name and it's I think it would have been a totally different outcome for you. Um but I, I genuinely think that you host better than you think. I've seen you host. Oh, okay. You're fine. Oh you're more than fine. You're a sweetie. Um you don't have to lean into that charismatic thing and you don't have to lean into that cutesy thing because you tell me all the time how professional I am and I finally figured out why. It's not because I sound super professional. I mean, I do. But listen to it. <laughs> it has more to do with the fact that that's just something that you're self conscious about with yourself. So when you recognize it in somebody else, it's like a giant red flag to you oh. because it's something that you don't see in yourself, even when you have it. Oh, well. I will say I do like someone who comes off as like uh like Norm Macdonald did a lot where he comes off and you're like is this guy f- like drunk like <laughs> right yeah yeah it's it's put on like carelessness yeah yeah and that's my favorite I love that. I love being able to put on a coat made out of aloof. <laughs> and then just run a performance like that. Dude, did you hear that Norm Macdonald <gasps> is dropping a posthumous comedy? Spe- yeah. Did He's you just say the- posthumous? Yeah. I love learning words through context with you. <laughs> like, seriously, talking to you is like reading. It's just like, you look at a sentence and it's like, well, I know what that means based on everything around it. Yeah, but he cannot be like a... More of my favorite human being. You do have a picture of Gene Wilder up, giving him a run for his money. I mean, the Joker's next to him, so it's not like I have a wall of heroes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, just drop in a special after death, and I read into it, and apparently he recorded it after like a a doctor's session didn't go as well, and he's like, "I just want my material like on the books in case the worst happens." Then the worst happened. Oh, my God. But he was just such a fan of what he was doing, and he's like, yeah, I want this recorded. I, 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 
I love the idea of somebody that knows they're on their way out in like a really yeah. very real permanent He'd been way. Hiding cancer for seven years. It was seven years. Yes, with I leukemia. had no idea. I knew he had been hiding it. I didn't realize it was that long. Like, holy shit. Yeah, so he was doing jokes about, like, his uncle, quotation marks, having cancer in um, the one spe- Hitler's dog, I think. Yeah. And it's... It's probably him. Sends a shiver yeah. down the old spine. Jesus Christ. I can't wait for that to drop. Do you know when it comes out? As they May said? 30th, it's soon. Oh, my God. On Netflix. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess it was recorded already. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah, that's our plug. Uh, Check out Norm MacDonald. Check out all things Norm MacDonald. It'll probably probably make the world a better place. You know, it's like really uh, disgusting. That sentence I just said? I mean, if I pointed out all of your disgusting sentences, <laughs> we would we the podcast would be four hours. <laughs> yeah, let's milk it for time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just both of us pausing every six lines. Hey, that was. Gross. I, I really don't pull the brakes until you call yourself a groomer. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! Ah, we were, we talked about things that you know that moss might grow. Um, <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, I think we did it, man. We made a game plan up top. I think we executed all forms of the game plan. We yeah, successfully interviewed we each other. In there. We did some interviewing. We, we asked each other one question. <laughs> you know, we Yours don't was a have two-parter, to but. interview all at once. We can spread <laughs> these out. We're going to get together every so often. It's not like we're uh, these solo episodes have anyone else to help pad the walls. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, we also fixed our audio dropping issue. Yeah, yeah that's right. So I did want to address we, that. We did notice during episode. Well, I think you did. And then I'm like, hey, it kept happening. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, it happened. It happened on at least one or two. And then, yeah, Bridget's sorry, Bridget. episode. So <laughs> sorry. So, so sorry. Obviously, we'll have you back at some point. Um, I should message you this. I should. This should not be the way I apologize to you. I'll send yeah. you a message. <laughs> Luke and I will send you... Um, well, we should send her something. Sorry about the audio drops. Oh, let's do an. Um, uh, let's send her an edible arrangement and a bill. <laughs> That's your thing, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. Actually, <laughs> for the joke, edible arrangements were surprisingly expensive. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Hey, man, do you have any words of advice? Oh, words or of wisdom. I, uh, wisdom, um, yeah, that's that's what we do here. You, you know, I think you can take that, taking the bullet thing, and I wouldn't say don't just do shitty and not learn from it and be like, I did a good job taking that bullet, but, you know, uh, bask in it. N- know it's a part of the process and keep, keep on moving after it happens. Yeah. And do think about what you could have done better. Yeah. It, opening is the hardest part of a show, but it's not—it's not impossible. I mean, even in a rowdy room, like you can get them. You got ten yeah. minutes. You might not get them for five, but you could get them for that other five, or maybe even the last two. Mm-hmm. Or at the very least, you could just like you know blow wind for ten minutes and then say, "Hey, I'm real sorry. I also don't like me, and I guarantee <laughs> everyone will laugh at that." And then you'll set it up good for the next guy. Yeah, everyone starts saying that exact same line opening. <laughs> <laughs> 
please. I want an army of folks that just bomb for 10 minutes on purpose. <laughs> yeah, your advice was learn from the process. My advice was blow wind. <laughs> awesome. Take, I think that's on take brand. Take the sock thing off the mic so it's audible. Blow into the mic. Say you hate yourself. Get off stage. <laughs> Oh, man. Do you ever think we're going to reach a point where there's going to be a comedian that farts into the microphone and America loves it? Oh, I'm sure it's happened in the room, but you're talking the widespread commercial. I'm talking, yeah, yeah, household name. Yeah, that's the farty comic. He (laughs) farts on the microphone. He has a whole line of microphones that you can buy. Speaking of, there's a French guy. Who Does, did exactly that? Yeah, he he, he was like Lafartiste. Oh, of course he was. And he could imitate machine gun fire. He what? could. People had to be dragged out of the audience on stretchers from laughing so hard. This is in Ripley's Believe It or Not, but how long ago was this man alive? Uh, I think it was 1800s. So what I described to you already happened. Yep, it's a wild world we live in. Ooh, baby, baby, it's a wild world. <laughs> Definitely going to have to fade that out. <laughs> Thanks for listening to that. Wait, do you have shows? Do you have anything to plug? Uh, I don't. The the same one, Yoga Nanas, which is June 5th. Hell yeah. When is this episode going to come out? We don't have anything in the bank, so this will be out. Uh, this Friday, because we just blew our load too much. <laughs> we blew our adaminic load <laughs> yeah. i was like yeah it's adaminic's audio and you're like uh you didn't listen to that that was bridget's <laughs> <laughs> no that was entirely my fault because like i uh i i listened to it i listened i actually like you know spent a lot of time making sure that like it sounded good didn't spend a lot of time trying to fix the fucked up gaps yeah that uh, Still sorry. <laughs> we'll get you an edible arrangement. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I have no idea. Sometimes I just don't sleep and then things don't happen right. But, you know, okay. you don't we come here because They got we're... two extra episodes and extra episode because of it. So. Yeah, yeah. And we'll You're continue welcome. to make up for our mistakes as we go on. That's what you do. You just, uh, you know, learn from the bullet. Is that is that our, is that it? How to stop. Eat the bullet, guys. <laughs> That can't be what we go out on. <laughs> Eat the bullet, guys. Put the gun in your mouth. Have the courage to do what's right. <laughs> All right. Well, this one's going to be fun in post. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>